everybody. Welcome to another episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. As always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. Uh, I'm joined by George Pacheco, the co-host, uh, as always. Well, hey. Not always, but most of the time, George. Uh, rough week for us trying to get uh, yeah. trying to get Very. together. We're getting really busy. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking, do you think uh, we should look into, uh, at least for the time being, uh, a bi-weekly schedule? I actually was going to suggest that. Yeah. I was actually going to say, hey, do you want to do this on a bi-weekly? Because we're basically doing it on, on a bi-weekly now. Yeah. Anyways. And it would give like us way more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's... Um, I mean, we have, we, we have a big guest next week, but I think after that, we should switch to bi-weekly. I agree. Yeah. Okay. It's settled then. Bi-weekly Kid <laughs> Michael show. Uh-huh. Um. So anyway, let's get into the nitty gritty, the movie stuff. Uh, you watch anything? Hmm. I I this question comes every week, and every week I'm just like sidelined no. by yeah. it. I I watched Kiki. Did I talk about Kiki's delivery service? You did not. I watched that then. Um, and it was really good, and I really like Studio Ghibli. And that's that's pretty much it. I haven't seen Kiki's Delivery Service since I was very little. I didn't grow up on those movies. I don't think my parents even knew what like. Uh, I think they had the idea that like Japanese animation was per- yeah. for perverts because um, they radiate that energy yeah. to like people who are foreign to like just experiencing other cultures. Even though my family was really cool about like uh, Asian culture, like they love Asian culture. Do you- do you know my my mom? Uh, my stepdad was watching Squid Games, and my mom like opened the basement door and heard it. And she looked at me. <laughs> my mom's a very nice person, and, and, and I, I don't consider her to be racially insensitive in most ways. But she looked at me and she was like, "Is he watching Japanese television?" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, mom, it's Squid Games." <laughs> it's still really foreign to a lot of people. Yeah. The, the idea you can enjoy. I've been watching Korean stuff for like a while now, mostly because they make really good zombie shit. Like they're the only people in the market making like anything worthwhile zombie wise. I think. Uh, I mean, I I just got into film school relatively recently, so it's like hard to gauge how it used to be. But it seems like film school is really uh, getting into uh, Korean cinema. Well, yeah, they're um, with the advent of like, like Parasite has opened their eyes to like yeah, Parasite. And then Train to Busan is also Korean, correct? Yeah. So I had to watch uh, Train to Busan, but I haven't had to watch Parasite yet. But everyone tells me to watch it, and I had to watch uh, Burning, mm-hmm. which is a movie about like um, it has the guy that played Glenn in The Walking Dead in it, um, and it's about. This guy, he's in love with this girl, and she starts dating another guy, and he like admits to him while they're alone that he burns barns. Like it's his hobby. Like, are they abandoned or just illegally? No, just illegally, he burnt he burns That's barns. Sucks. Yeah. Uh huh. And so the guy becomes obsessed with trying to figure out. Do you care about spoilers? No. He got, he becomes obsessed with trying to figure out what barn he's burning because he says he's going to burn one nearby this guy. Uh, and then the girl that he's in love with goes missing 
And uh, the unspoken, I think, revelation is that he either killed or trafficked her, and that's what he meant by "I burned Barnes." Is I, that he, I he personally kills, wouldn't have seen that coming because he is that he uh, he kills because this girl has other than this guy who's in love with her has no one who would uh, look, for, look for her if she went okay. missing. So he just uh, either killed or trafficked her, and it ends with hit, with the guy uh, killing um, this this guy. And then burning his car and leaving. Um, it's a cool story. I bet. Uh, I had to read the the short story first because this is for adaptation class, and it's way more subtle. Like, there's no murder, and I didn't even. Maybe it's just me, but when I read the short story, I didn't even think uh, this guy murdered her. I just thought, wow, she just disappeared off the face of the earth. That's weird. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, I didn't I didn't really grow up on Ghibli that much either. Like, um, I watched, I remember Howl's Moving Castle in theaters when that came out and that was really cool. But uh, Studio Ghibli and anything Japanese was Stop really... Stop saying Ghibli. That's so weird. <laughs> Why are you saying it I, like people, that? People either say Ghibli or Ghibli. I don't really know. I say Ghibli. Why don't say you're saying it like Ghibli? Oh, that's just how I've always said it. I'm, I don't know. Say, I would, say it I would again. have to make. I would have to make a conscious effort to run not that, do that shit again. Run. Ghibli. Say it. Oh man, I don't like that. I, Ghibli. I, I I would have to make a conscious effort to not do that, and that would be very hard. But um, so like. That kind of thing was really a go to your cousin's house and you'll see it on TV thing. My cousin was watching like Naruto and Bleach and Yu-Gi-Oh! And then I remember seeing Kiki's Delivery Service uh, at his house. That same cousin, I wasn't allowed to watch Pokemon when I was little. And then my cousin would let me watch Wait, Pokemon. What? Why not? Uh, I have theories. Um, I think it's a combined thing about... You remember the the controversy with the with the uh, epilepsy? Yes, I think I that do. was a part of it. And then also, my grandfather uh, was involved in cockfighting, and I think uh, I think that was part of it too. I I recently now I'm finding out that um, what's your last name? But do you care if it's on on my Republic? my father's and my mother's? Like yours, Heinz. I'm now realizing that I'm talking to the worst Heinz. What do you mean? You keep telling me about your relatives and how cool they are. <laughs> and then you're like, well, yeah, I haven't well, that, that was not That was not the Heinz part of the family. That was, I, yeah. I'm reading um, 100 Years of Solitude mm -hmm. by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Mm -hmm. And in it, it's kind of really similar where like uh, the guy used to cockfight. And then, like the like the matriarch is like, I cut nothing even related to cockfighting is now allowed in this house. Yeah, so that, that's kind of a cool like parallel. I mean, I life. do I do kind of consider it a bit of a stain on my family history, if I'm being honest. But um, I'm you you know like uh, I I've gone into like my eco terrorism shit like a lot, uh -huh. right? Um, I could not give a shit about uh any any bird animal. But they, they're so that is a surprising and weird take from you. They're so biologically like unable to comprehend what's going on at any given moment that to like lose a few for entertainment is not that bad. 
know. Like I, I, I get, I get where people. It's really cruel to make them fight for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. But like they're in like South America, dude. What the fuck else are they gonna do? I guess I don't know. Um, weird, definitely a weird take for me. But what I'm saying is, it's it's cool that's in your background. I I I don't personally consider it like a stain because it's just like the culture you're from. It's not like yeah. you, you personally or like your family was like a war crime thing. Yeah, it's it's not like well the after moving to Puerto Rico from Germany. Uh, yeah, that's that a stain. That's <laughs> that kind of like be, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I watched uh this movie first of all i have to say i've been in this class called directors that's the name of the class and uh-huh. i just realized last class after being in this class for like weeks now over a month uh-huh. uh, it, it's it's about female directors oh okay it's funny that i didn't notice until just now <laughs> like someone brought up like yeah i mean i mean since we're in a class about female directors and i was like wait a minute and then i looked at the syllabus oh, and I'm like, oh shit did you think it was like Oh, Just so directors. you saw it as directors, and it probably said like female or like like uh. No, the name of the class age. is directors. Okay, but that's a little. Is female directors? Okay, gotta read the description. That's a little shitty because yeah. like it, I I get there's nothing really like different because uh, if you went to like a normal directors one, it'd probably be like ninety men and like one woman, like mm-hmm. new age director. It is, and it then is that it just, by the way. Yeah. For Wait, what female do you mean? directors, it is it is all men and one woman. Yeah. Wait, what? The, the the class I'm in for female directors, there's one woman and the rest are men. But. But why? Wait, you just know. told me that it's female directors. And yeah. There's only been one. No, the classmates. Oh, they're all men. All the students are men except one woman. Yeah, you're in film school. What what did you think like the ratio would be? I don't know. My other classes, it's more. It's mostly women. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Maybe it's the the power that calls the attention of men to want to be directors. Yeah, maybe. Because I I feel like we give too much credit to directors. We do. Uh, I mean, it, it it like some directors really do lend themselves to auteur theory. Like they really mm, do. I bet. It's like but, an or- they're they're playing the orchestra, you know. Yeah, but but it, I think especially now in an age of where like no one is really making decisions except the studio that is peddling this shit. You know yeah, I mean? we're, we're, I feel like we're in a really in the dark age of Marvel. There is no film. such thing as an auteur. Yeah, we're in a really dark age of film. Unless you know where to really like look and dig shit up, then like there's definitely like some really great shit coming out. But I feel like on a, on a wider bit, we're in a really dark age. Mm-hmm. Everything's very samey. Well, what I'm saying is like, um, I, I wanted to talk to you about my auteur theory, you know, about like how I think directors work, uh, having very little experience in anything film related and just being, you know, full of opinions. Uh, I feel like directors are like the conductors of an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, that they they just make sure everybody's doing their job as well as possible, keep pace, keep rhythm, mm-hmm. and get everything going smoothly. But the way we treat them is like they're the mastermind behind the whole film. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, these guys don't even write the film, which to me, I feel, is the most important part of a film, is the mm-hmm. writing. The second most part important part being the cinematography goes to the cinematographer. 
whose job it is to set up shots and frame and and and, and do all that. And the director's job is to make sure nobody fucks up, that this is like a coherent thing. Mm -hmm. So at the end of like, um, uh, you go to like a, a music hall, you listen to a song, and at the end, you, you clap for the conductor, and that's all the credit you give him. I feel like we should do that to directors. We should just clap when they do a good job. You're like, he did a great job keeping this film coherent. And then we should give credit to the people who actually wrote. Yeah. And like, I feel like the movie, the great directors, like actual auteurs who like control how their films come out. Mm -hmm. Um, they are the worst, the worst people in the sense that like you go to work and you're the cinematographer and this director is like, no, my way or the highway. I know this is like you're you're paid to be the cinematographer, but this is what I want. Specifically. They're definitely a nightmare. And don't get me wrong, there are um, composers who compose their own music. Like they they write their own music and then they go and they compose it to to people. Yeah. And there's there's directors like that who who work on the script. They take creative, massive decisions. But sometimes I feel like this this like. Um, there's a generation of filmmakers that were all like Stanley Kubrick and other fucking douchebag abusive directors. And they were like, that's what I want to be. And then they grew up with that toxicity of yeah. having to just be the shittiest guy to work with and going like, but my films are good without the talent to back it up. Yeah. And I, I saw like clips of like the Steve jobs movie where it's like, it's not binary. You can be, you can be a decent person and gifted. Mm -hmm. I feel like actually it's way more impressive to be like really kind to people really nice and then produce just amazing shit because mm -hmm. then people are gonna fucking hate you because they're like you're so great at like everything now like how how can you even hate the guy that's the type of people i personally hate the most the people who are like you can't even hate because you're good people too mm -hmm. it's like look at that guy it's a fucking... rare kind of person yeah yeah it is a rare kind of person but they make you feel bad about yourself uh -huh. but that, that's what I'm, I'm trying to say that um you don't have to be a fucking like abusive dickhead to your actresses and actors. Yeah. Speaking of abusive dickheads, and you even mentioned Kubrick. Did we talk about, since I watched 2001? Uh, no. Okay, so let's start with that then. Because I went to the Museum of the Moving Image with Morella. And we saw 2001 and went to the yeah. 2001 exhibit. That movie is everything I love about movies. You know what? This is definitely where I, I leave you. Because I, I just... Don't get it. Have you seen what you've seen? Two thousand one. I've tried watching it a lot, and then I'm like, "What is, setting?" I mean, what setting? Like, were you in a oh, at home? No, yeah, I was at home. Okay, it came out like when I was like, yeah, was you weren't alive. Born? No, it was I wasn't alive. So yeah, how the fuck would I see it in a the theater? Except because it's revivals. It's, yeah, okay. it, it's often brought, anyway. My point is the reason I bring that up is because I'm with you that if I saw this at home, it would have bored me to tears. It is one of the few examples – like people say all the time, oh, you got to see my movie in the theater, and it's a bit pretentious. It's like, not really. This is the one movie where I'm like, you absolutely have to see this in the theater. It's like with optimal sound and visuals and size, it's incredible. But when I say that it's everything I love about um, a movie – uh, I mean specifically uh, what I've discovered about myself. I've probably talked about this on the show before, but what I've discovered about myself now that I'm like trying to get into film is that my favorite part of a movie is production value, uh -huh. uh, specifically tangible production value. So when you have something like CGI that makes a movie look like a video game, that's 
a lot of money you're throwing in there, but it's like it's not tangible. It's 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 computer stuff. But like sprawling sets and props and music scores, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is tangible production value and that is my crack. And 2001, uh, even if you find the movie boring or like you don't get what it's doing, which I didn't until I like really thought about it and admittedly looked some stuff up, <laughs> um, it's got that in spades. Like just the 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 first act alone, which is uh, um, the the dawn of man, where it's just a bunch of like uh, primitive apes learning how to use tools and shit. Like it looks incredible. The, like the the these ape puppets, especially for something from 1968, looks insane. Um, they have real like jaguars and tapers. Um. They didn't actually go to a desert, but they like used projection of actual African footage, mm-hmm. and all of that. It's just like inject that shit in my veins. I don't know. I I understand that. Um, I I'm probably a, a dying breed in that sense of I like that shit, but I love that shit. I promise you, everybody likes that. It just nobody gets to pick the movies they that they go watch in the theaters. Like I I. Like the production value for Dune seems really high, which is the only reason I'm really excited for that because I I actually personally cannot also stand these uh convoluted like sci-fi operas. Uh-huh. Um, and I I bought like a nice copy of Dune for myself so that I could read it and I could like be like, all right, so I could know what's going on. And then I got to the first page and it was just fucking gibberish. Uh huh. And then I was like, no, I'm. T- tapping out and i have a really high like um stamina uh-huh. for like really shitty but i read herman yeah herman melville uh which is a guy who read uh who wrote moby dick and i could read his writing because like it, it's just you no know, it's just patience and taking it slow mm-hmm. and even the book i'm reading right now 100 years of solitude is like famous famous for being really convoluted because all the characters have the same first name and it's like 300 years of their history and like it's really fucking difficult to get through. It's and I can't. I just cannot get through Dune. So I'm just gonna know, watch the movie. It's interesting that you bring that up because um, I forget what class I was in. Someone gave this advice. They were talking about writing science fiction and space opera. Mm-hmm. They said, avoid nouns. Like make a conscious decision to not put too many nouns because it you're gonna have like glimblegorp and flickleschlop and shit, mm-hmm. and that's like. Uh, even like you said, even the the pros and like Dune and Star Wars, they 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 do that a lot, but that's never the best part of the movie. No, it's not. And I feel like a lot of people confuse good sci-fi writing with good um, world building, and I've seen some really good world building just go to shit because they're like uh, Star Wars, but like a little different, or they just don't even like have anything exciting mm-hmm. for the first like you know like enjoy so um that's i i feel like the audience really craves um high production like the way we used to treat films was that um people used to like get hyped like a movie used to enter production people just be like oh it's that guy and like you could you could like get bits of the orchestra like that they're working on it used to be like going to the theater 
That's why a lot of movie theaters look like theaters. I, I used to think it's because they just kind of like turned them like theaters into straight into movie theaters. But no, it's because it was like when you saw, um, what's that movie? Uh, the Hills Are Alive with Music. Something like sound that. of Music. The Sound of Music. You, <laughs> there was even an intermission because like um, yeah. you would go. And there'd be like an intermission, and you wouldn't go for, to get. Two thousand one had that too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it was like a night out. You got a babysitter to go watch a three hour movie with an mm-hmm. intermission in the middle, and you'd go out for a smoke. You would you. I thought you'd get popcorn. They were getting like martinis and shit, at like uh, during these intermissions. So what I'm saying is that like people crave event movies. They crave going and just being like wrapped up in this world, mm-hmm. but. That just doesn't sell. It just doesn't like pump out. It's, it's like the, the, you could build, you catch really delicious fish that like you have to go into like the deep parts of the ocean and you have to know a lot about like that specific type of fish. Or you could just build a huge fucking fuck all net mm-hmm. and just net as much shit as possible. And that's that's what we're yeah. like experiencing think, right now. I think event movies in the sense of like like a Star Wars or a Marvel thing that still sells. But I think, you know, I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I might, I might have used the wrong word with event okay. movie, but that's not what I mean by event movie. To me, that's the wide net. Those movies yeah. are designed as just the most massive net Disney could construct with their like fuck off money. But I think the reason that sells and what you're describing doesn't, because uh, I've been thinking about this lately, is that it, it's this push for nostalgia every corporation has given us recently. The the side effect is that, uh, like, think back to the release of the, the first Lord of the Rings. Uh, we were either not born or just too young to remember that. But um, that was a first. You know what I mean? Like, it, there was no previous Lord of the Rings movie. Well, I mean, there, there was a Ralph Baxter there was. movie. There was, but, yeah. But, it, I, but I mean, like, it wasn't an established franchise. That movie wasn't that successful, the Ralph Bakshi one. It but, was not. So what I'm saying is, like, or... The first Star Wars. That's another example. Um, people were excited because it was new. And now if something is new because of this corporate push for nostalgia, we reject it. I, I don't think audiences know what they want. Mm-hmm. And I think what they want most of the time is very stupid. But the thing is that film does not lend itself well to... Um, just art for the art's sake because of it's just massive like costs uh a, like you there could be like just art and there is art that's just like just to enjoy it for now like it's like popcorn or chips like you, you just have it and then you dispose of it and then there's of course paint art like painters who um are going for the long haul who are doing like extraordinary shit but they both cost the same both paintings to make they both just cost the same oils and same paintbrushes to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true for film. You can't like wild out and do crazy experimental shit because the film costs thirty million to make, and the studio wants at least like a a return on profit mm-hmm. of um, three to one. And that's what scares me about doing as well. Because if that movie flops, that's it. We're not getting another one. By the way. Yeah, that's another story I want to talk about later is that uh, they just announced that Dune is coming to HBO Max one day before theaters. Like They just randomly made that decision. And I saw a joke that was like, if if Warner Brothers could release Dune on VHS, they would. 
Yeah. Like they're just, it, it really feels like they're trying to fuck themselves. Well, Warner Bros. is really famous for just being stupid. Be so just incredibly stupid. I'm learning that Sony and Warner Brothers are the two dumbest fucking companies in Hollywood. I don't know what moron, like who's like um spoiled brat of a child got those like CEO jobs, but holy shit, dude, step down, you're an idiot. It's also like I know that they're they're back to being their own thing, I'm pretty sure, but ATT really fucked Warner Brothers. When they both like, because they were for like up until super recently, the, the AT and T owned Warner Brothers. Like they bought them. Um, wow, really? Yeah, you don't remember? Like uh, there was a big. No, thing I thought it was the, the other way around. I didn't know. Oh yeah, shit! Okay, AT and T bought Warner Brothers and viewed their content less as like a Hollywood studio and more as fodder for a streaming service, which gave us HBO Max. Um. And they just fucked Warner Brothers so bad that it's it's going to be hard to ever repair that. I think they could. I think they easily could. You you have millions of dollars uh, you're supposed to want some of the greatest IPs on earth. Um, it just it just it won't happen because of the morons who run these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know you know how we get dicked around by Sp- Spider Man stuff by Sony. Uh-huh. It's like that. Like why can't we have nice things? Which is why, by the way, the Avengers was so cool. Everybody, like, this has, like, been talked to death, but, like, it's because we thought it was going to fall apart due to the IPs, and they just never did. Like, actors stayed on board till the very end. Um, there's very few replacements. Except Edward like, Norton. Yeah, except Edward Norton, who I would have loved, by the way. As, yeah. Um, Literally um, not there just because they didn't want to pay him Edward Norton money. I heard it was because um, he defended his, maybe at the time, girlfriend, Selma Hayek from uh weinstein hmm. i heard I that like um i've heard there's like a million different origin stories as to why this, he's this no isn't a total i'm not saying like this is the definitive one but i'm uh-huh. pretty sure that's why it happened and i i read i feel like the most recent one that i heard was from him he was like we met and talked about the avengers and then they just stopped call, like answering my calls and it, i think it was like that i cost too much because Mark Ruffalo does not cost nearly as much as Edward Norton. No. I, I don't mind Mark Ruffalo. I've grown to love him. I've grown to like him in the role. Uh-huh. Uh, I really didn't like him when we started out. Yeah. But I've grown to like him. Um, he's very cute. And like a very like... He's a comedic relief, which you wouldn't really expect from the Hulk. Well, you would, but like not not the the normal guy. I don't know. I, I liked... I, I miss a tragic Hulk, but that's just me. I was thinking the same thing. Um, you, f- you forget that um, he really doesn't like being Hulk. Yeah. That um, he's like a, a book shy. Like, oh, wait. Also, not a that? great person. Yeah, I do hear that. It's like a clicking. It yeah. Uh, it'll probably, like, when you get lowered, it'll, it'll, Kevin will fix that. Anyway, um, I think, uh, also, another thing about Bruce Banner, is that, I mean, let's not get too tied up on this because, like, but um, I don't think he should be that likable. He does have this like really fucked up temper. Yeah, I mm, I like the way he played. What happened to his love interest too in the, yeah. in the movie? Uh, he's just like, yeah, we can't be together because I'm the Hulk. And then it's just like fucking Black Widow. 
<laughs> it's, it doesn't well, make no, any they, sense. they totally never did anything. Oh, yeah. Hart's heart would race, and he would just yeah. turn into the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Funniest bit of lore they added. Um. Anyway, really cruel. I feel like really cruel. <laughs> like yeah. they like. I feel like what? Did, like okay, he already suffers enough. Why do you gotta take away like literally sex from him? I get why, but I thought it was only when he gets angry. The whole like heartbeat thing is total sh- like shit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the other movie I watched this week was called uh, Ratcatcher. That uh-huh. was in that that female director class, and it was uh, it's a Scottish movie. And all I really wanted to say about that is that I don't know what the fuck they speak in Scotland, but it's not English. It is no. so like if you think you know what a Scottish accent is, it's not that is the anglicized Scottish accent made for TV. The actual Scottish accent is unintelligible, respectfully. <laughs> it's like I we had to watch that movie with subtitles. It was so, like, I could not understand a fucking word of it. What's really neat is that um, we're, I, I personally think we're this is how languages are made. Yeah. Uh, Scot- Scottish English is almost the Portuguese of English at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, we're watching a language be born in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back. Um talking about other stuff and we're back oh forgot to take down the time it was 29 21 let me do that right now makes your great podcasting is this thing in yeah yeah 29 21 yeah, whatever okay you said yeah this is staying in yeah i don't i'm not i'm not making kevin actually edit anything out uh so Anyway, what else is on my notes? Uh, what's your Halloween plans? That's fun to talk about. Uh, there's like a parade in the village. Oh yeah, I, I used to go to that too. I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Why not? Would it be um if I have no work? Would it be cool if I join you just because I have no plans? No, it wouldn't be. Don't make me fucking reject you like on live. No, on it li- wouldn't be cool. It wouldn't. No. Damn. You don't know who I'm going with. I I think it'd be a really bad idea. Okay, it's like no one I know. Yeah, and Cruz. But besides that, nobody you know. And okay. It'd be really weird to just bring along. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm, I don't anticipate having free time on Halloween anyway. I'm just like, you know what? it just occurred I, to me. That, it's a Sunday, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I got time. You got what? I'm good. Time. Oh, it's like a joke. I have some friends. Uh, yeah, I, I'll probably be fine to get to like go. So if you're not. What? <laughs> if you're not free, then like um, we're good then. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be free. Is my point. But it just re- it just hit me that like if I don't have work, then there's nothing is going to be happening, which is fine. I can have a slow year. I wonder if co-host Adam's doing anything actually. Maybe I'll hit hit him up. Uh, he's probably working too. But I don't know. Like last year of college, I had like, I was going to parties and stuff, and then like. Just kind of died down after that. Yeah, it's just adulthood. Yeah, um, I'm, really, I'm really doing something. I'm gonna, I might not end up doing something. Is Halloween like? Uh, I feel like as a kid, it's cool to say Halloween is your favorite holiday, and it's so true that I really like Halloween. But 
I feel like I'm growing into a Christmas guy. Ah, that's literally the worst. Aren't you Jewish? Shut up. <laughs> you know I'm not Jewish. I, Christmas is the worst holiday. And it's not even, like, close. Like, I I like Christopher Columbus Day a lot more than I like... Uh... Never heard someone use the first name for that, by the way. Oh, Columbus Day, right. Columbus Day. Full but, name. Uh, yeah, no, I just like uh, the vibe of the holidays. I, I like to. I think I, a I good. Think. I think a really big aspect of what made me, as an adult, uh, become won over by Christmas again because there's a t- there was a time in my life where it just kind of felt corny. Mm-hmm. But what what wins me what won me back is discovering what holiday movies I like and like branching out what is a holiday movie. So like Chronicles of Narnia, I, I consider that a holiday movie. I watched that around Christmas time. Um, to me, it's know, like an early fall movie. The, well, Santa Claus is literally in the movie in the Chronicles of Narnia, and it came out on Christmas, so I I, I think it it works. Um, what else is there? Uh, Gremlins is uh, takes place on Christmas, so I, I can make that a Christmas watch. Um, I know this is like the one that everyone goes, "Ugh," but Die Hard, yes, like. I don't care if it's if it's a dumb argument because it, it is an annoying and dumb argument. But if there's an excuse to watch Die Hard once a year, I'm going to take it. So I don't know. You were. I actually am not that into Die Hard. I, I never understood Die Hard. I like that movie a lot. It's just fun. It's a movie that like I don't know how to describe it, but it feels longer in a good way. Like it feels like you sat down for the night to take a journey. As opposed to, I don't, I really don't know how to describe what I'm saying, and it's probably not <laughs> coherent. But, um, I, I I love Die Hard. Uh, what else is a? I mean, this is more of a Thanksgiving movie, but I love uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers. You ever watch that? It used to be on like ABC every year. Hmm. No, it's a really really old movie. Um, probably in hindsight, not super PC. Like the the main antagonist feels very much just like he's supposed to be the Orthodox Jewish guy in Toyland. <laughs> uh, I have, I do have a special love, uh, for, for anti semitism. No, for Jewish people during um during the holidays. Yeah, I. God, do I love it's Jewish so people funny. That that uh, the the Christmas tradition for Jewish people is just ordering Chinese food. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so like, I don't know, like um anticlimactic for them. It, it's so Seinfeld. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jewish people on Christmas. Thank you. You make the holidays actually bearable. Uh huh. Except the ones that are like uh. Eh, we'll celebrate Christmas too. It's it's like, come on, don't come play on. the rules. Commit, commit to the bit. Yeah. Um. My cousins are like that actually, because their mother is Catholic and their father is Jewish, so they just celebrate both, which is fine, I guess. Um. Wow, we how do we get to Christmas? Oh yeah, we're talking about Halloween. But uh, speaking of Halloween, next week is the it's the Kid Michael Halloween special. Uh. Two? I don't know what I'm going to call it. 
uh, return of its return of its the Kid Michael Halloween special. Maybe I don't know. Oh, is are we doing what we did last year? Yes, but we have a very special guest. If everything pulls through correctly, I'm not going to announce who it is here. Uh, I want to give them room to cancel if they need to. Fair uh, enough. But it's a super exciting guest. Um, if they if they come through, we're getting a, a, some special screenings of these movies that they're involved with. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get to them all with my schedule. I don't expect you to get through them all. I expect you to watch at least the first one, uh, if that's okay. It's free online. Cool. So hopefully you can watch that. But um, yeah, I'm excited to do another Halloween special. Morella's going to be back. That I can confirm. Um, it was so much fun. Were you part of the show in the, the first Halloween special? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. I like doing the... I love doing holiday specials on this podcast. Uh, I I hope I can plan out the Christmas one a little better this year. Um, because that one was a little short notice, and it wasn't like as organized as the Halloween special was last year. But it's fun. Like, we get the special theme song. I don't know. Uh, I wish... All Kim right, was... we have that. We have yeah, that. Uh, we have song. the Halloween theme song. Um... This year, I hope we can get a Christmas one, too. But, uh, yeah. Um, what what else do I have on here? Uh, I've been eating good in terms of uh, video games lately. I don't know about you. I haven't played video games lately. You have been or not? I have not. Oh. Well, Metroid Dread just came out on Switch. I don't know if you know anything about Metroid. But that game is so fucking good. Do you know Do you know the, the term Metroidvania? No. So, um, Metroid and Castlevania are like a, like these 2D platformers where their whole thing is like exploration where you have like these huge sprawling maps. Um, and that's the focus of the platforming. And so that genre is called Metroidvania after those two games. And it's really had like a resurgence with games like Hollow Knight and stuff recently, but Metroid Dread is just so good. It's like a platforming horror game almost. Because you have these like indestructible robots that chase you. I don't know. Very good game. And then they just announced uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts is going to be the final DLC for Smash. I know that is like the antithesis of what you would care about. But I'm excited for that. That's coming in a few days. They just announced Animal Crossing is getting a huge update. I cannot wait for that. November 5th. So I'm just like, there's too much to play for me right now. <laughs> Especially because I don't play games. Like I'm in school but i don't know you haven't been playing anything lately no really nothing i haven't i haven't been on my computer in a while have you had the urge to no there's just like so much more to do that i feel like is, is worth doing mm -hmm. i'm generally in that boat but you know i get like every now and then like it's just a good time for video games for me like, in terms of what's coming out, what's happening. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I'm usually in that boat. Um, Nintendo just announced their new fucking, like, uh, tier for their online. Do you know about this? That it, it comes with N64 and Sega Genesis games. Uh, but it, it costs $50. And 
and people aren't super happy about that. I can tell by your silence you have absolutely no I have no clue what's going on. So regular Nintendo Switch Online is like about $20 for a year. And you get uh-huh. uh, you, you get to play games online. You get a phone app for like... I was going to say you get a phone. I'm like, holy shit. No, you get a go? phone app uh, that like uh, you, you can use voice chat through your phone, which sucks and no one actually uses it. Uh, and then you get NES and SNES games like as a Netflix thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's $20. And then if you get the expansion pack, which is coming out, you also get Sega Genesis games and N64 games. You can play all these retro games like online multiplayer, by the way, which has never been like an ability you've had before, which is part of the deal. But those two and nothing else makes it $50. Damn. And so like that, that is a bit of a price hike. But if you think it's worth it. I um the, the way I'm seeing it is that I'm gonna do a family plan with some friends and then it's just gonna be twenty dollars again. Ah, that's cute. So that's how I'm viewing it. But I understand that people are like it is kind of bullshit. That is cute though. <laughs> Anyway, what's going on in uh, It's the Kid George Land? I'm just working. Just working. I, just working a lot, actually. <laughs> you sound... Working a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you'd be happy to be working, but I, it, it sounds like you're a little miserable at times. I'm exhausted. I'm just constantly exhausted. I'm getting used up. But I want to become a waiter uh, before... Um, Jesus, stop texting me. I want to become a waiter before um, uh, school starts for me mm-hmm. so that I, I could cut my hours back dramatically and still make the same amount of money. Even my manager like is like waiters have a really easy job. Is that like a like are you promised to move up that way or are you just really hoping for it? Uh just really hoping for it. Actually no, I, I've gotten some really good things going. Um I, a lot of the top people at the company are like this kid works really well. And, like, we want to make you a waiter. Like, would you be interested in being a waiter? I've only been there, like, a full month, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm moving up pretty quick. I already got one promotion from waiter, to, from, like, busser to, like, food runner, which mm-hmm. pays a lot better. Um, and that's pretty good. That's honestly pretty good. I had a weird moment with the runner at my job yesterday because he's, like, way taller than me. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, how old are you? I'm like, 23. He was like, I thought you were younger. And I was like, how old are you? And he was like, 19. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a guy who assumed somebody else's age there. And I was like, don't assume. He's like, no, he's yeah. got to be like 21, 22. I'm like, really? Don't assume. And when we asked him, he was like, oh, I'm like 28. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You look, you look fresh. You get a lot like of that. School. You get yeah. a lot of that in, a, in like service jobs. I don't know what there's, it is. There's this tall, like very spider-like woman. Uh-huh. Who I assume was like forty, um, and uh, she's apparently so young that she has to have a fake idea to go out drinking. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was fucking weird. I was like, no way. She's no. There's no way she's not at least like three years on me. And now she's um, she's like twenty, I guess. She like just turned twenty. Man, she must be tired as fuck if she looks forty. She, no, she doesn't look bad. It's just she looks much older than she 
I feel like just saying you look older means it's always like immediately like you look bad, but she just looks like the people from Friends, mm-hmm. just eternally youthful, but like very much mature. Yeah. Um, which by the way, the people from Friends are definitely not eternal. Yeah. Oh my god! What an example. Except Phoebe. Yeah. Maybe Except Joey a little bit. Did Joey get any surgery? You get work done. Yeah. I, I, did you see Joey? I he's like the poster child of having aged like catch it. Uh which means he just dried up like a little bit. He just looks tired. I want to give him a hug. Remember do you ever watch the Joey show? I I the, the good question, the better question would have been, have you ever heard of the Joey show? Uh yeah, no, he and had a no. spinoff. Uh, it was it went really badly. It's the it's the that 80s show of the Friends universe. Huh. Okay. Well, definitely not. Definitely have not. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it either, actually. I don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me about it. No, I don't know anything about it. He, I mean, he, he goes to L.A. to become an actor. That's as much as I know. Um... That seems like a popular thing in sitcoms, I guess. Just, uh, I don't know why we're talking about this. Anyway, um, <laughs> my uh, in other news, my short film um, is finally coming out soon. It, it, the score, the musical score is done. Uh, I just need to do some tweaks and it's ready to go. Could be in a few days, could be in a week. Just look out for it is my point. Uh, I'll be talking about it here. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's been so long that I'm like kind of detached from it. Like I watched it recently, and I was like, "This doesn't feel like I made this." Oh, oh, that, that means that means it's finished. Yeah, I guess that means it's finished. That's a really good. Um, that's a really good sign, actually. I know it sounds just kind of like depression, mm-hmm. but that means that you you creatively completely exhausted yourself on that, and that like you're ready to move on. Just uh-huh. release it and get started on something that like you know excites you. Again. Yeah, and this definitely no longer excites me at all, which is very depressing. But I guess that is how no this no. thing you, goes. N- nobody creatives never talk about their old work, and if like you do, you're a hack because um that you, you've it's out of your system. Mm-hmm. And you're you're excited to work on something new and fresh. And if you look back, it's kind of like maybe your best days are behind you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited for you to like. Start. I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I also forgot what it was about. It's about like, a snowman. Just... Oh yes. What? When are you releasing it? And like, what through what? Probably YouTube and Vimeo. And uh, it really depends because I keep there's like an error with the version that the composer sent me, so I have to like figure that out. And they're busy, so they don't know. Like they keeps telling me I'm going to send you a fixed version, so uh, it'll have to be within a week. I feel like it. It can't be like too much longer at this point. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. No, not or really. A holiday. Yeah, a holiday. <laughs> that there's no correspondence to. Snow the or other anything. Two. Yeah. New Year's, Christmas, and Thanksgiving are like married. And Halloween's Monica. like just the goth 
let's not lie to ourselves. Yeah, let's not, not lie. Let's to not put him in the big leagues. Yeah, let's not like lie to them. I I've never met. I they do celebrate Hanukkah. I'm not gonna say they don't, but there's so many non-practicing Jewish people that mm. it's like. It's like I um, it's like a sticky religion, like being Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like it, it never lets go of you. You could like be like I 100% renounce anything Hebrew, and you could still be like, but I'm still Jewish, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm like a thousand percent non-religious, and um, I'm still Catholic. Like if people ask me, I'm I'm Catholic, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I answer that, but I, I guess it's because I don't want to be the edgy guy who's like, I don't believe in God. Like I, I used to say Catholic. They're like, do you believe in it? And I'm like, no. I, I sometimes say Catholic, sometimes say uh like casually agnostic. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not like sometimes when you're meeting people, it's not the time to tell them about like Yeah. They just, they ask you and you're like, Well, the religion I'm not is Catholic. Mm-hmm. Which is I think a quote, like, um, I'm not religious, but the religion I'm not is Catholic. Thankfully if you're not religious, you're not any religion. You're you're equally disdainful of Hinduism and Sikhism and. Well, um, also, I feel like if you're a confirmed Catholic, that it doesn't really go away. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's the most sticky, sticky religion known to man. It just stays on you. You're drenched in like this, like Catholic, Catholic, yeah, Catholic guilt your entire life, and it'll never go away. Any like sense of pleasure you ever get comes with a twinge of just guilt. And self hatred. Yeah, that's Catholicism. And I, I honestly love that because, like, the Italians, uh, all of South America, and and Central America, are and the Polish. I think no, they're Orthodox. There's something else. There's some other weird shit. Um, the both those countries and regions are just afflicted similarly by the Catholicism. The Irish. That's the other. Yeah, the Irish. We all three of us are in this little club of like just completely, just complete strangers. Honestly, like a, a Mediterranean, like like the Mediterranean the Italians, the like the Irish. Who who the fuck knows about the Irish? Celtic, and I guess. Latin America, all together in this club of immense, immense guilt and <laughs> like blind loyalty to the Pope, and I I don't know why. It'll never leave me, but I'm still incredibly loyal to the Pope. And I don't know I like why. the idea of getting into a bar fight over the Pope. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I could dislike religion, but like. I can't even tell alone. you the Pope's name. I can just assume that it's Francis. I'm pretty sure it's Francis. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Francis. So I, I love that about, I, I read a lot about Catholicism. Also, it's just aesthetically the coolest religion. Mm-hmm. Ah, Yeah. Yeah, like, name a cooler one. Well, I mean, Norse. But that's not really a religion anymore. No, it's not. So, like, we wear the little gold crosses that make us look like the, the gangsters from mafia movies. We got, uh-huh. like, the whole, like... Like, we were weirdly, like, connected to our mothers, all of us. Italians, Latinos, and uh, and Irish people are just, like, very, like, come on, ma. Don't be like that. Ma, come on. You're killing me. Yeah, like all of us do that. Italians and and Latinos both call, like, if you're Catholic, call their mothers ma. Uh Uh-huh. So that's very, very, like, 
I'm going on this like 30 minute like like Catholic rant, which is <laughs> ironic considering I just said I'm not Catholic. But like, uh-huh. my parents ruined me. They shouldn't have baptized me. From that moment on, I was marked. I feel like the Pope can see my sins when I'm sinning. It's funny because the whole thing about Catholicism is like communion, like uh, freeing you of original sin, and yet the entire yeah. aspect of the religion is just guilt. They never tell you that, like, they're just letting you in on the secret that you have, uh, that you have sin. Yeah. When you're born, you're not like, oh fuck, I'm filthy. You're just kind of like <laughs> chill. And then later, they're like, yo, by the way, like. You're a filthy little boy, aren't you? And you're just oh like, I guess I'm, I'm, that's not even that a bring up. That is a very up, Catholic though. thing to say. You're a yeah. filthy little boy, aren't you? <laughs> I, it, it's amazing. I love, I love not being Catholic. I think this is the first time it's ever really like even entered my mind that we're both Catholic. It's weird. You don't think about it. I assume yeah. everybody's Christian because a lot of the people I went to school with are Christian. Um. Until, like, you know, like, starting in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it, it was just Catholic before that. And it was just, like, a a merry-go-round of dusty churches and, like, candle and, like, weird priests that you're, like, I should stay away from that guy. Just Bad music? Bad music is a thousand percent Catholic. Um, I remember being incense? little and a kid was like, I'm Christian but not Catholic. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I, I, I thought there was one. I didn't know this was a civil war going on, by the way, between like mm-hmm. Protestants and uh, Catholics. And then there's like the Russian shit, the East Orthodox. The the Brit- British have their own shit, right? Like, yeah, they're Protestants. They're Protestants. No, I thought there was like an, uh, specifically an Eng- a Church of England. There, yeah, there is. There's a Church I thought of England. Protestantism was that. No. Protestant. They may be a. I mean, Protestant. There's no, more than one kind of Protestant. But the Church of England exists because uh, uh, King Henry wanted to get divorced. Isn't it crazy how much more different um, uh, the – sorry, spaced out. I was in the middle. Isn't it crazy how much more different uh, Christianity and Catholicism are, even though technically, really, they're the same shit? Yeah, it's just – uh, it, it really boils down to being like well, that. That one guy, I don't want to listen to him. Like Catholics were, will sin, but they're ashamed. Uh-huh. Protestants also, will not sin ever, and they're still ashamed. I think that's the main difference. Yeah, and and the, also you talk about differences in Christianity. American Christianity is fucking insane. I think we talked about this. Yeah, the other week. The yeah the fact that like the you know the mega churches and the TV evangelists that's even yeah fucking Worst insane religion. Worst and, it, religion. and it destroys the entire image of Catholicism and Christianity even though they don't really have that much to do with that crazy bullshit honestly no that's on Christians nothing to do with Catholics that's on your shit you deal mm-hmm. with it our Pope believes in aliens and abortions and vaccines it's it's the fucking Christians I gotta get their shit together yeah. Like, why are you like this? What made you this way? Thoughts on Mormons? They're basically like just sci-fi Christians, aren't they? Sci-fi, yeah. They're the Scientologists of Christianity. Um. Uh. Anyway, I guess this is a good time to wrap up, George. Um. 
I just blanked out for a sec. All right, guys, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, tune in next week for It's the Kid Michael Halloween special too, or whatever we're going to call it. Um, but thanks for watch- listening. This has been It's the Kid Michael Show. As always, I'm your host, Kid Michael. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, George Pacheco. You can follow the show on Instagram at It's Kid Michael and on Twitter at It's Kid Michael. Um, our theme song was written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal, and our editor is Kevin Anderson. Thank you, everybody.